episode 31, Fools in School! And we're back. No. <laughs> Here we are in the Babblehead studio. Those are lies that are coming out your mouth, bud. Maybe. We, uh, <laughs> we're we mixing things up a little bit here today, folks. Uh, both of us feel like death, so we don't really want to be cross-contaminating. So we're trying something new. Yeah, so it could go really well or it could go really poorly. We're not sure yet. We'll yes. see. So we are video chatting while recording on my brand new setup, though, mate, though, though. Yeah, and you've got a new laptop coming, too. I do, for business. It's pretty amazing. You've got all the things now. Yes, I'm pretty excited. I've wanted a laptop for a lot of different reasons for a while now, so I'm happy to have it on its way. So we basically now have two Babblehead setups. So essentially, we can record Babbleheads separately and at any given time anywhere in the world. Yeah, so... We uh we obviously prefer doing it in the real, one might say. How does one real? But uh, it's also sometimes very hard to make that happen. Like now, when we both feel like a pile of dog turds. Yeah, and I think that we have been feeling bad for the fan base of Babbleheads Podcast not being able to get their weekly dose of the babble. And, and in doing this setup, we may be able to hopefully create some semblance of regularity <laughs> we've diagnosed the problem and the solution is more babble <laughs> yes that's exactly it you have not nearly enough babble in you guys exactly so we are gonna bring babble to the masses <laughs> no matter no, whatever it takes no matter the cost and uh i think we have an exciting uh plan for next week's episode well Yes, next week's episode. We're going to be a little bit off kilter here for a little bit, trying to get back on track. So this is going to release at the end of this week. And then the Monday after next, we have an exciting thing in store for all of you. We do? We do. We're That's gonna, amazing. We're going to be bringing back a guest from the past. Ooh, fancy. And we're going to be doing some... Uh, Impressions. Yeah, let's not let's not do that that way. That <laughs> impressions. Are you impressed with my impression? I'm one hundred percent sure that no one's gonna watch that episode now. No, they will. There's gonna be some storytelling, and uh, we'll keep the guest secret for now. What kind of stories are we gonna tell, Bud? The nerdiest of nerdy stories, of course. So we're gonna talk about like. The Adventures of Quanlin. Sure. <laughs> we, can, we can discuss those if we want. <laughs> we, uh, this is literally our planning session right now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, we're, one does not simply use the podcast to figure out how to record another podcast. <laughs> exactly. We're like, oh man, we've really planned this really thoroughly, so we probably should plan it even more on the podcast. Exactly. Great quality content, as always, 
from your friends at the Babblehoods podcast. <laughs> so from your pals. Yeah, so a lot of things have been going on with the Bergenish. Yeah, for sure. I shared on our Facebook our new website, which is pretty the exciting. The website. It's pretty exciting. I uh, hope some of y'all got a chance to check it out and see the first official product from Babbleheads Productions. Yeah, it's well, getting Babble pretty. Tree, actually, so. it's Babble Tree. Yeah, yes. you fool! I I just messed it up right off the gate. This how does one speak into podcast? I've been having a really hard time with English lately. <laughs> <laughs> English lately. <laughs> so uh, yeah, this is uh, gonna go well. But um, I can tell. Yeah, so the business stuff has really taken off. So we're excited for that. Well, you say taken off, but in reality, it's us that has taken it to the next level, and we have sold nothing yet. Yeah, so it true. hasn't really. We can't really say it's taken off until you know we sell some to somebody. It's getting to be some serious burner. There's all kinds of people who are interested in being partic- being participants in the selling process. Yes, <laughs> but, lots of people. Yeah, um, but we have yet to sell anything because we are working very hard to turn this thing into a, a hopefully successful Kickstarter. Yes, and an idea Bryson had has already become a successful Kickstarter. He just didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm not going to lie. It is actually irritating me a little bit. Um, I also saw a couple copycats out there that were making them out of solid wood, but the um, – <laughs> The the solid wood ones were ranging in the two hundred to three hundred dollar range. Yeah, and so one, I know immediately they're not made of quality solid wood. No, so they're probably veneer at the very most. Yes. Um, but aside from that, uh, it is slightly annoying. But I'm guessing because these guys are copying them already, they probably don't have a patent for it. So there's a real good chance that Babel Tree Productions Inc. will be coming out with a product very similar <laughs> eventually. Um, I mean, how can you really patent that? It's basically a table. It's a table for your table, buddy. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I'm sure you could patent like how it joins together. So, yeah, probably for those of the those who are listening that do not know what we are talking about. It's basically something that Bryson came up with before we saw this Kickstarter where you put basically, as he said, a table on your table for when you have game night. So all of the miniatures or boards and pieces are raised up so you can put drinks, other things on the table beneath so it's not so crowded. And also makes it so your game is somewhat protected from spillage and things. Exactly. So not even a week later. I'm <laughs> it was literally days. Yeah, I, it was I'm, days. I'm perusing the Facebooks and I see a Kickstarter ad for level <laughs> up game tables or something like that. And it's literally a, game table risers yeah, is what they call it. It's literally it. a plastic version of what our good pal Bryson had come up with. And I yep. laughed my ass off. What now, why don't you the tell odds? the people? Now, why don't you tell the people their latest milestone that they just hit? They just passed. Wait for it. One million dollars. One million damn dollars. One that I million should have dollars. It, 
in fairness, since the year Kickstarter came out, like, several days after I, I, well, I can't say it was several days after I had the idea. It was several days after we used my very first prototype. Yes. That I built. Yep. Um, and, but I got to give credit where credit's due. They obviously had the idea first. Oh yeah. They, because they, they've, they've definitely been planning been thinking that. about it for a while. Yeah, they've been working on that for quite some time. So I'm not going to take credit away from them, but I am going to just throw it to the universe that I also had said <laughs> idea. <laughs> You're just a wee bit annoyed that you didn't get there first, which is understandable. Yeah. Well, to be also to to be fair, to be fair, um, I <laughs> beautiful. I um, I wouldn't have thought to do it the way that they did it. So yeah. they made it in a in a way that it was like it's basically like puzzle pieces that go together, um, and then you screw like these little teensy weensy little threaded rod legs into it mm-hmm. to to make it. But it also makes it so that you can essentially put it in a backpack, which is a great idea. And you know, um, all, all credit to them. I had not thought of it in that way because I don't have the need for portability of my games because at this point in time. All the games that we're currently playing, we play at my house. So I wasn't thinking about portability when I designed it. I was just thinking about how I could make it as as nice as possible for as little as possible. Yes. I mean, you I know, got so, the, I got the piece of wood from work, and it was just scrap. Right. So we used we literally used a scrap a piece of one inch thick scrap hardwood plywood. Which I mean, I'm not nice going to complain. Yeah. It's actually really nice plywood. And all I did was go on the good old Amazon and got some nice six inch tall metal legs, and uh, screwed those into the bottom of the piece of plywood. And I ran some LED uh, white LED lighting with a dimmer switch underneath and um yeah and then we used it and then immediately after that i decided that i wanted to up it a little bit so i put on a magnetic chalkboard surface on top of it which is pretty cool Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah bob's your uncle made an invention and then it was immediately uh immediately someone else made a million dollars off of it (laughs) yeah literally a million dollars now i do wonder how often in the past that has happened and how much more prevalent that probably was back in the day before the internet. Yeah. Like, how often was somebody making something to make their life easier? Meanwhile, somebody across the country or across the globe was making tons of money off that same yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Someone's like, oh, you know what would be a great invention? And then they invent it, and then they're like, you know, just walking through their local town. They go down to the saloon and then they find out that, you know, Jim Bob from down the street had the exact same thing, but he did it just ever so slightly sooner. And he's like, I'm going to sell it to everybody. And then the next thing you know, he's Jimmy Bob over there. He's building himself a mansion. And you're like, Jimmy Bob, how'd you afford that mansion? And he's like, well, you see, I made this invention. And he explains the invention to you. And you're like, son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting that you go for the southern hick names whenever you do like a prose like that. Well, for the record, I was going for like uh, like early 1700s America, and I couldn't really think of anything else. I guess it would be and like Jimmy George. Bob. It should have been like George. George. Damn it, George. You've bested me again, George. Yes. So, yeah. So, uh, just another invention that. Bryson failed to get off the table. For the record, I have another one that was a big one that I thought of a really long time ago when I was but a youth. 
And yeah. I've seen people, I've seen people working on it, and I'm like, oh man, I feel like a wicked huge missed opportunity. So I don't know if you remember um, back in uh, chemistry class, we learned about, uh, gosh, uh, hydrolysis. I don't know if you remember that at all. Nope. Hydrolysis is the process where you use a piece, a small plate of platinum and you apply electricity to it. And you have two test tubes filled with water that are conjoined at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then when you apply electrical current to the, to the piece of platinum, I think it's platinum. Is it either platinum or titanium? Either way, doesn't matter. Piece of metal. You apply electricity to it. And then out of one test tube, the water bubbles up and creates oxygen. And on the other side, it bubbles up and creates hydrogen. Mm-hmm. And the idea is it it's it's the it's the process of separating water into its components. Mm. So you end up with, you know, two H's and an O, right? And um my idea was to take that process and then compress the hydrogen and use it as basically like a hydrogen fuel, right? And then have a get have a car where you just put water in the tank and you use that process to turn your water into hydrogen and oxygen. When you burn hydrogen, it creates water by bonding with the oxygen molecules, right? So the car's emissions would include oxygen and water. So I'm going to say this, knowing full well the answer, but people that perhaps aren't as educated would think this. So I'm going to say it like this. Well, I don't want to be driving a hydrogen bomb around, bro. That sounds really dangerous, bro. It is dangerous. Don't do it. You don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, um, it it isn't something that's like in production right now, but people have been working on it and it has its pitfalls. So I actually had this idea. I'm not even kidding when I say this. I think I was 13 mm-hmm. when I was like, this would be really a good idea. And then I was like maybe 23 when I found out that scientists were actually working on this. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. One guy I actually saw recently had a YouTube video where he actually had a working engine nice. running off of hydrolysis but it or electrolysis. And it was um, it was basically like a little lawnmower engine. You know, it wasn't anything mm-hmm. crazy. But it kind of proves the point that it is possible. It's just a matter of how powerful it is. It probably wasn't even enough power to mow your lawn. But still, it's a cool thought to think that something I thought of when I was like 13 is now something that probably is going to make somebody a lot of money. Maybe. I mean, the question is how much water you need to create the power. Like it's Well, yeah, it's not just that. It's how much electricity you need to use to separate enough hydrogen to actually make it function. So the question of any um, closed closed loop energy creation, um, you know, uh, machine like an engine. So uh, like gasoline has a very high um, energy potential, which is why it's an awesome fuel, because one gallon of gasoline has an absolute butt ton of of like basically pent up energy that it can release when it's when it's combusted. And the problem with any type of circuit like this, basically it's the idea of having an electric car powered by a generator that runs on gas. So, like, the reason why we don't do that is because you lose the efficiency in the generator to create the electricity to run the car and lose more efficiency. So, it's a double loss. And I think that the same thing you'd run into with this type of a system because you're having to use electricity that you generated somehow 
to then transform water to hydrogen to then create the power that makes the car go forward. And then hypothetically would probably also generate the power needed to convert the water and make it a closed system. But I feel like it's like diminishing returns. And I think at some point you're going to go, okay, so I need more energy and electricity to make this thing create hydrogen than it can even produce. Yeah. That's the thing is I like, do you need like a literal tractor trailer with the, with the pump in the back just to make yeah. your car go. And yeah, then it's a lot the of people, bigger a lot of people is, don't, the more you know, power you need to get it to go. A lot of people don't understand the idea behind that whole thing and why we don't have a true like perpetual motion type machine is because basically no matter what, there's always losses in the system. Yeah. Right. Any system that you create or any system that we can create so far has losses in the system. And that's why there is no car that generates enough power by driving around, you know, like an electric car, how they use the brakes and they use the actual motion of the wheels to generate more electricity as they go. Um, there's no electric car that generates enough electricity as it goes to power itself infinitely. Yeah. And, and the I, same thing goes for anything. Yeah, I know there's, for, for example, there are pendulums in museums that are in a vacuum that they start and theoretically they yeah, go they're forever. very very close but they're very very still, very close yeah still it's and i forgot what it was it's like an absurd amount of time because they're but eventually there is still, they're gonna stop yes because there is still a coefficient of friction on whatever bearing they're using to make that thing swing yeah it, there is friction in that system and eventually it might be literally ten thousand years but eventually the friction will overcome the motion in the system exactly so that's something where... Wow, we just turned into Babblehead's physics podcast. Yeah, but could you <laughs> imagine like the stress of getting that all set up and being like, okay, once we seal this, we have one shot to get it started. <laughs> and then like you hit it and it's not as good as it could have been. Like, Joke's on you. Joke's on you, bud. This but, whole time, there's a motor in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like literally the point where you release that thing from could change... The time it remains moving for like hundreds of years. Right. Which is crazy to think that you could take something like as minuscule as like literally a millimeter too far in could be a hundred years less that thing swings. <laughs> An entire like serious lifetime. Yeah. Which is just insane to think about. So, total sidetrack, side note, <clears throat> this new setup actually works really well for one thing. Yeah. Because I, we're both sick, obviously. Yeah. So, I was able to just reach over, hit my mute button, and just hock a serious lung <laughs> directly in the other direction, and then turn my mute back off, and it was like it never happened. Yeah, but I did notice when you turned it back on, it picked up a little bit of the background noise. Well, you're going to have some background noise. Oh, well. But yeah, so science. Uh, science. Yeah, I think that's uh, something that the more you look into stuff, like I know we've went to a couple of museums as kids that are like science museums, but I feel like I never paid enough attention. And now I'm like, man, that's so cool. Why didn't I appreciate it when I was like a wee lad? That's because we had video games, bud. Maybe. You spent <laughs> we the whole ride there playing on our DSs 
and go made oh, by science. Yeah, made by DS's. science. Dude, DS didn't come out until we were in college. Yes, it did. The DS no. was out in high school. I don't know, mate. Well, I, I guess maybe it was. I didn't adopt the DS. I went for the PSP. Ah, uh, yes, which was horrible. Honestly, I thought it was amazing. It the was, graphics were way better than yeah, the DS. Yeah, but also, like, it died just a few years after it came out. Yeah, it did die. But you know what? I had fun with it while it lasted. Yeah. But, until someone stole it from me. Oh, yeah. I, it was on the our trip. one of our trips to New York City. It got stolen. Never Fine. returned. Yeah. Yep, it was a pretty pretty huge shame. I have I had the case still and all the games, but someone stole the console. That is horrible. It was a bummer. It was a bummer. I think in my lifetime, I've only been aware of two times that someone stole something from me, and I got it back both times. Wow. Once it was in like third or fourth grade when McDonald's had the Pokemon toys that came in the pokeball with the original pokemon and i had a gengar which was super rare right are you talking about the gold things like the gold cards that we used to get they were actual oh they're actual toys yeah they were actual like they look like the pokemon in a pokeball so i'm not sure if i remember those but i'll take your word for it yeah so um i had one and everybody was like super jealous and I took it to school and the Pokeballs could hang off of like a backpack or a lanyard. So it looked like you had them and like could summon them. And I went after lunch or whatever and noticed that it was gone. But lo and behold, two days later on the playground, someone from my class was showing off their Gengar <laughs> Pokemon. Well, I blew that some bitch in right away. And sure as shit, I got my Gengar back. Yeah, see, I was I I can recall two times I've had something stolen from me, and I've gotten it back neither time. Mm, see, the second time was in middle school, and I am notorious for leaving coats and jackets behind. Oh, me too. Yeah, me too. So I left this hoodie I had that was like my favorite zip-up hoodie. It was like blue. I loved it. And I left it in a class once. And I went back to grab it, and it was gone. And a week later, I saw this kid who I knew was... at ho- His home life probably wasn't that great, and he was wearing it. So I go up, and I go, oh, that's a nice hoodie. And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's mine. And he's like... And you could, like, his face turned sheet white. And I just... I'm like, you know what? You probably need it more than me, but you probably shouldn't steal. And I just walked away. Nice. Yeah, so. Yeah, I've I've been not that lucky. The first thing I ever got stolen from me was in middle school. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, so I oh, was. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, I was pretty devastated, man, because I was big into Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> like, really big into Yu-Gi-Oh! I mean, Yu-Gi-Oh! we all were. Um, so I spent, like, all my waking hours collecting these cards, and I had amassed a pretty amazing deck. Like, I had a before first edition um, Skull Crusher, which was like, I won it in a, like a giveaway. When the Yu-Gi-Oh! show first came out, I, I literally sent a letter to a thing on TV, won the thing, and I was one of 1,000 people to get this thing. And it mm. didn't even have, like, you know how all the cards have, like, a hologram in the bottom corner? Yeah. Like, to show that they're official? It didn't even have that. It was so early. Hmm. 
which was pretty amazing considering that that was my second favorite Yu-Gi-Oh monster. Um, and I had, uh, one of the really rare, uh, Ru- uh, blue eyes, white dragon, the one that came out of the booster pack, not out of the starter packs. Yeah. And those were at the time worth like a couple hundred bucks. And I also had, uh, I had just gotten it like mm, the day before this happened. I got the black skull dragon mm-hmm. or the, uh, sorry, black the red yeah, eyes dragon, red, red. Well, I had the red eyes, black dragon. I had three of them. But I also had just gotten the combination of the skull, the skull, whatever crusher, whatever it was. It wasn't skull crusher. What the heck was the name of that thing? Uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Inconsequential. Um, I, I got the black skull dragon, right? Which was the, the combination of the two. And I was like, yes, this is my favorite thing in the whole Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, you know, monster uh, lineup. And I was... I felt like on top of the world, I had collected my ultimate deck. Mm-hmm. I was so happy. I had them all in uh, protectors, and the protectors were inside of a protective case, the whole nine yards. And uh, yeah, it all went really, really well uh, until I put them all in my locker. And uh, I went to go back to my locker, and they were gone. And not only were they gone, um, I found three of them spread about the school. Well, I remember because it was shortly after lunch or something. I remember we went I to your I think you locker. were the one who said, I found your card on the ground. Yeah, because we went around the school looking for them to yeah. pick them and up. And I think we only recovered like maybe less than 10 for sure. Yeah, it wasn't many. And yeah. we definitely didn't recover any of the valuable ones. No. Definitely. So that was, and that was how I stopped playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Probably for the better, though. That was the last, and you know what, that, whoever did that to me, they crushed my love of trading card games. I never played a trading card game after that. Until Magic. No, I had, I mean, I played it, but I never, like, I never collected it. I had the starter deck and, like, two boosters, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks, man. Uh, People can be dicks. And actually, like, a week after that, I gave all of my Pokemon cards away. Yeah, people can be dicks, that's for sure. Um, Yeah, dude, I remember middle school and, well, so elementary school, fifth grade was Pokemon. For sure, fourth and fifth grade, Pokemon Pokemon. all day. I never once played an actual game of it. I just collected the cards. And we played Yu-Gi-Oh! completely wrong. We played it like they did in the show. Yeah. Remember, we always played it like, oh, I summon this. But yeah. in reality, you had to, like, sacrifice things to summon higher things. Yeah, and... we never played by the rules for that either. Um, well, we played by the show rules. <laughs> yeah, which was basically we made our own rules. But yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I went to Magic after that. But after Yu-Gi-Oh, I, like, I played Magic, but it wasn't as big as No, those. it I was mean, never it was... the same. Yeah. The, that Yu-Gi-Oh thing, I mean, it started when we were youths. Like, yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh, the original Yu-Gi-Oh came out when we were, like, 10. Yeah. And so it very quickly replaced Pokemon. Like, I remember when they first announced it was going to come out, I was like, oh, my God, I've got to watch this. And it was on Saturday mornings on um, on our, where we live is Channel 43. Mm-hmm. And every Saturday morning, I woke up at whatever it was, like, 8 a.m., and had to be on there watching that show. Yeah. And from the first episode, I was hooked. Yeah. And here's the thing. You're probably asking yourselves, listeners, and yes, 
we were the cool kids in school. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing you say, we were the cool kids, but you know, we we were not like we weren't that bad. No, there were definitely worse because we we had the social aspect down as well. Right. So we weren't like, like the socially awkward, timid, geeky, nerdy kids. But I also owned uh, Aragorn's ring from the Lord of the Rings and wore that every day in middle school. So, uh, yeah, we dipped into both worlds. <laughs> Me especially. You maybe not so much. What's that supposed to mean? Oh, you were more into the nerd stuff than me, is what no, you're trying no, to tell no. me. No, no, I was more evenly uh, accepted. You were more of the outsider, weirdo person. Admit it. I don't know. Yes, I don't know were. about all that. Yes. In middle school, I was. 100% yes, in were. middle school. But uh, high school, I would have to argue against that. I what, man, Maybe not. Not in high school. Not in high school. Definitely middle school. I will 100% yes. concede that middle school was rough for me. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going through some awkward times. Um, I, w I went an entire year wearing Hawaiian shirts every day. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I slicked back my hair. And, uh, I remember I that. I should have I should have probably picked up on the fact that uh uh I don't know if you remember Mr. G. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Um he used to every day he'd be like, What's up, Magnum PI? And I had <laughs> no idea what he was talking about. But then I got older and then I realized that that was not a compliment. <laughs> yeah. Uh I never really had that much issue in school. I had one bully ever. And it lasted like two days because he had the locker right next to mine in middle school. And he said something and I just slammed him into the locker. And Wow, and such violence. And threatened him because I'm a pretty chill dude. Like, it takes a lot. And uh, from then Says on... Says the he, guy who's slamming people into lockers. From then on, he left me alone and actually wanted to be my friend, so... I I did actually have a very similar experience with um with a bully. Actually, it was two bullies at once, mm -hmm. and they would pick on me every day when I got off of the bus. And after about a couple weeks of letting them do that, I just finally had had enough, and I just like turned to one of them, grabbed him by the neck, and put him up against a locker, and I said, "If you ever talk to me again, I'm going to kill you." And then <laughs> that was it. I never got bullied by him again. They yeah. kind of just left me alone. I'm a big advocate for encouraging kids to stand up for themselves i'm also a big advocate of encouraging children to solve their problems with words instead of violence oh, but if absolutely. words don't but there are cases where words don't work like those douchey bullies who used to push me around when i got off the bus yeah i'd be like why are you doing this and they'd be like because we don't like you and that was it yeah so i uh i will say and i don't mean to be humble bragging here but i oh, have God, here uh, we go quote unquote saved two kids from bullying in my career and it happened your career your yeah, life career my life my career known as life um so twice and it happened on the bus the bus is horrible i think we can all agree that yeah there i wanted off of that thing like asap oh yeah um so um both times the same group of bullies would take kids and they'd wedge them in between the seat and the seat in front of them but sideways so the backpack would like 
make sure that they couldn't move. <laughs> and I, the first time this happened, it was a kid down the road. And there was like three or four kids that grouped up on him. And uh, they kept doing it. So finally I had enough. I mean, the bus is moving like 60 miles per hour down the road. I just walk over. I grab one of the kids by the shirt, pull him back and just pull the kid up, sit him in the seat and sit next to him. And I'm and I said something like that's enough. And that was the end of that. He stuck to me like glue for like a year or two. But he was actually like cool to hang around. The other one, I did the same thing, but he was like a few years younger, and I quickly learned why they were bullying him. Yeah, you find yeah. you figured it out. <laughs> yeah, he was very awkward, needy, and just it was a bad situation. But his sister, I was pretty attractive, so I stuck <laughs> with it for a while. But eventually, I'm like, hey, man, listen. Uh, we're not going to be able to hang around anymore. <laughs> wow. Poor guy. He's like, I got a friend, buddy. My first friend ever, pal. And he really likes me. And he doesn't have any other reason to not like me. He saved my life. What a cool guy. Yeah. And then secretly, you're all like, I'm only in this because I want to touch your sister. No, no. Yes, you I, were. I didn't have the guts to do that. I mean... You didn't have the guts, but this, that, I'm talking about your inner self. I mean, your inner self was like, maybe. I'm only in this. I was, I'm only tolerating just, you because your sister's hot. Lad. Yeah, you'll have that. Teenage boys are the most disgusting creatures on the face of the planet. Absolutely. <laughs> that is an undisputable fact. Pretty much. And I I have a son, and I am not looking forward to when he becomes a teenager. Yeah. I don't the know. The smells. Yeah. I remember the smells. The yeah. smells of teenage boyhood. Oh, yeah. God. The men, the boys' locker rooms always oh. smelled horrible. <sighs> yeah. Pretty bad. Wearing the it's same horrific. gym clothes week after week. Yeah, I never took mine home. <laughs> like, once a semester, pretty much. <laughs> I can remember, like, you'd take it out and it would, like... <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. And I don't know why. It's not like it's not like my mom would have been like, no, I'm not going to wash her gym clothes. She would have washed them 100%. But I just never thought about it. I just was like, oh, gym clothes. Throw them in my locker and I have them for this whole bunch of time. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and no one ever used the showers. They had showers, but no one ever used showers for any reason ever because there no was, one ever wanted. Yeah, there was zero privacy. You yeah. walk into the boys' locker room. And there's showers just open. No, like, divider. Yes, the first, the very first thing you see when you walk in was the showers. And there was, like, ten showers. And there were just, when I say ten showers, it's literally just a tiled room with spigots in it. Yeah. I mean, no <laughs> privacy whatsoever. No yeah, thanks. Nothing. No thanks. Duh. Not as bad, <laughs> though, as the time when I walked in it was, like, three or four or whenever and uh they had a wrestling meet going on a wrestling practice Rass wrestling and they had all the guys standing there with their clothes around their ankles so they could check them for whatever disease or something oh, before God. they wrestled and i'm like this is awkward bud i wish you weren't so yeah. awkward bud. <laughs> Yeah, wish you weren't so goddamn awkward. But we've yeah, talked about your wrestling career before, so we don't need to. Yeah, we into don't. That, but I like to bring it up every do once not. in a while. I I actually came upon one of the photos from that, and I was like, "Oh God, what was yeah. I thinking?" I mean, you look so serious in it. 
I did with my ma- my little man boob, my little boy man boobs. Yeah, and the little like, ah, oh, no, we don't need to, we don't need to go down that that rabbit. Hole. No, no, we don't. But I was actually thinking the other day when I was driving the other day, the other day, ah, uh, like trying to remember what it was like to be in school, and it's been so long now that it's like, wow. How life has changed. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, work is nowhere near like what school was. Yeah, it's way less fun. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> school was awesome. I miss school, man. Yeah, I, never I know a lot of people try in school. No, me neither. I know a lot of people are like, man, school sucked. And, you know, I never want to go back. I'm so much happier now. I'm like the exact opposite of that. Like, I had so much fun in school. Like, yeah, I mean, so much fun. We used to get away with so much crap, like bringing in an Xbox and hooking it up to a projector and putting it in the freaking auditorium and having a halo party at school. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. (laughs) How many people do that? I mean, I'm sure now, like. Going to school now is different than we when we did, um, like because we like I brought my laptop into school and like they let me hook it up to the network, like no big deal. Well, they didn't, you know, let you. You had convinced some people that you were only in it for good. <laughs> and I would, I mean, technology has come a long way, but we were sort of pretty techy, yeah, um, which helped us out. So we, like, I had an iPod Classic. Which I think we've talked about before. Yeah. And I would just literally plug it in, use it as a hard drive, plug it into the USB of the school's computers and play World of Warcraft directly off my iPod on the school's computers. Yep. And it worked. They didn't block any of those ports. Yep. It was fabulous. <laughs> I remember um, I never did anything for the school, but I had access to the, without giving too much detail, the special room. <laughs> yeah. As did you. Yes. And what we would do during that time is just open up our laptop and uh, play some World of Warcraft. <laughs> and it was nice because especially uh, senior year, we had quite a few uh, study halls. So it would I, I be think like, I had four. I think I had four study halls my senior yeah, year. Yeah. <laughs> so it would just be playing World of Warcraft yep. at school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, that was pretty amazing. And the, and the, uh, don't get me wrong, the classes that I also had were also a joke my senior year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I took, and I know, and you did too, all advanced classes all through high school. Yeah. So when senior year came, none of the classes were mandatory. So, yeah. because we had already done all the advanced stuff. So if the only way you had to take the courses your senior year is if you wanted the college credits. Yeah. And I could give two craps about the college credits. So. Yeah. I just closed out my life on all those. And instead of doing – because all of the really – you know, the very dedicated smart children, smart they, children, they did the – what was it? I forget the name of it, but AP, it was the Advanced English. AP the AP English. English. AP Chemistry or something. The AP English class literally was having people yanking their hair out. Like they yeah. were doing essays upon essays upon essays. Meanwhile – Bryson Bryson was sitting in uh, normal person twelfth grade English. I was there with you. Corey was there with me, and we would sit in the back of the classroom playing World of Warcraft because we were acing everything. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, ugh. 
It was hysterical. And that was my only real class that year, for the record. Yeah. Everything everything else was just garbage. I I took an engineering, like, just chachi garbage course, whatever it was. I think it might have been DE, Digital Electronics, that year. I can't yeah. remember exactly. And then I – so I had my joke of an English class, my joke of an engineering class, and theater. And, and the rest were study halls and lunch. So I do want to <laughs> take a second. And uh, kind of roll it back here, because I realize that some people do struggle with school. We all have our strengths. Bryson and I are very good at school and that kind of learning and stuff like that. However, if a listener maybe took those non-advanced classes and struggled, we don't mean to put down yeah. your struggle. No, definitely not. It's just, so if you saw me, if you saw me in gym class. Yeah, you'd realize that the struggle was real for some of us yeah. in some ways. Yeah, so everybody has their own strengths. So it would be like people that are professional athletes saying how much of a joke gym class was. Meanwhile, right. Bryson and I are wanting to shoot ourselves on the, on the track <laughs> doing laps. So I was good at only one thing, two things in gym class ever. Yeah. One was dodgeball. For yep. whatever reason, I was really good at dodging balls. Yep. Two, I was very good at badminton, yep. and that was it. I was good at three things. Um, one, you're really good at dodgeball because you're used to dealing with balls. Ah, <laughs> got um, no, dodgeball, badminton. Yeah, I'm used to dodge them. You catch them and ping pong. Very good at those three things, and it's funny. Oh. Because if I'm, you're counting table games, I'm awesome at air hockey. Just saying. Well, that we didn't have air hockey in school. We had we had ping pong. We did. So I do uh, not remember I used playing to ping pong. Skip class and go play ping pong when they had it set up in the gym, and uh, there were some people that were really good, um, but I was okay. But uh, yeah, it was funny because later on I learned my dad when he was in school, did the same exact thing. He would skip class to go play ping pong. So I'm like, meanwhile, wow. Captain of the chess club. Yes. Also, <laughs> I was in the chess club, but they didn't have a chess club in high school. It stunk. Yeah. Yeah. There was a group of guys though that got together and played chess though. No. Was there not? No. Ooh. I would have known, I, damn it. I, I thought I, I thought I remembered you playing chess in high school. After I school. might have brought it sometimes to play, like in the um, library we'd play. Maybe. I don't really remember. Yeah, we used to get away with whatever we wanted in the library. Yeah. Pretty much. We'd do whatever. Um, yeah, I think it was also because we were fairly good kids, too. Like, we tried to stay out of trouble for the most part. Yeah. I mean, obviously, until my senior year <laughs> when things went awry. <laughs> yeah, the senior balls incident. Yeah, the senior balls incident. We'll just leave it at that. Yes, I think so. That's a, um, that's a sealed criminal record. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> I, I think when Hurricane... For the record, it's not a criminal record, okay? No, no, Calm no, down, no, everybody. No, no, no. He is not a criminal. It was just wow. an unfortunate, unfortunate choice yeah. that him and some others made that was not meant to impact anyone. But had ramifications they had it not did indeed. Through. Oh yes, I mean, how could you possibly think that through? No, no, <laughs> that, that was, was not. Just, it was one does not think that through. It was unfortunate. But let's just say that our senior prank still lives on in legend today. Yeah, like I'm not kidding when my when I say that because my niece, who is in high school now, 
she's a she's a senior this year, and um, she mentioned something about it. Wow. It still lives in infamy, dude. Perhaps worth. <laughs> <laughs> I think at this point, I think worth. Jeez, I do at f- the time not worth. No, you were <laughs> uh, you and all others involved that had I got cave ex- like I, uh, cheap, cheap something that caves. I, well, I didn't cave, no. not initially, until they were like, "Yeah, we have this. We have someone who said it was you, and we have." All, they literally told us everything you did, and yeah. they told us everything everybody did, and I was like, "Oh, yeah." And they, then they, they folded re- like wet cardboard. Yeah, hardcore, and uh, yeah, and it was it was not good, pal. There was there was there was an arrest involved. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are still talking about it. Um, so let's move on from the subject, shall we? Oh, sure. Why not? Although, I, I mean, it, it was interesting because that was the first time I ever got expelled from school. Yeah. Perfect record until senior year. <laughs> yep. Got kicked out of National Honor Society. I did. They made me They made me do an essay, <laughs> which they accepted, and then they made me come in in person and do a, and literally give them a presentation as to why I should be allowed to stay in National Honor Society, mm-hmm. and then they kicked me out anyway. Which brings me so much joy. <laughs> You're not good my, enough for it. My mom was so livid, dude. It was yeah. hilarious. She's like, you made him do all of this dog and pony show for nothing? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean- They literally humiliated me, dude. They made me come in, in front of like 10 people, do a presentation about how I messed up and why I should be allowed to stay in, and then kicked me out anyway. That's pretty great. Um, That's pretty pretty cold, man. (laughs) They were just like, yeah, screw this kid. He's a douche. (laughs) I mean, are they wrong? Uh, Well, they probably made the right decision. (laughs) Yeah. I did basically nothing in National Honor Society. Like, I got accepted. As did I. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Thanks. You and I both did nothing. So, to be honest with you, we did nothing for it, and it has done nothing for us. Yeah. So, what difference does it really make? Yeah. The whole, like, you got to do all this stuff to get into a good college. And I'm like, how's that working out for a lot of the people that I know that did all that stuff? Yeah, you you look around and go, man, all these people who, like, worked so hard in school are now, like, maybe middle management? Yeah. Like, I know one <laughs> one guy had to leave the school he got accepted into because he couldn't cut it. One works at, like, basically a assistance job. And it's like, wow, you did real good. <laughs> Priorities. Yeah, well, you know, I mean... The thing is, is that school doesn't teach you how to succeed in life. Yeah, I think the it, problem is that all those people, they always thought, as soon as I get into the school, I'm done. And no, it never ends. No, that's exactly right. It literally never ends. Yeah. The um, the The interesting thing is that I find that plenty of people who did pretty poorly in school have gone on to be, you know, really awesome successes in actual real life. Yeah. Like, people that you know, and I know one, um, I won't mention her name on the podcast, but she, I always respected her because she had a really hard time in school, but she never gave up and was one of the most committed, hardworking people I know. 
and now has an amazing position, making a good amount of money, and like doing very well for herself. And that is the, I think, better than somebody that, you know, thinks, oh, all I got to do is get into the right school and I'll be set for life. I was never worried about getting into the right college, to be honest. You I just kind of went gonna, with it. You weren't even going to go to college. No, my mom made me. Well, I remember because I went to go look at colleges and stuff, and I was literally texting you, and I go, Bryson, you should look at this college. And you're like, no, nah, <laughs> I'm not going to go to college. And I'm like, don't be an idiot. <laughs> you should go to college. And now I wish I could go back and smack my young me and be like, don't send Bryson to college. He's going to become even more of a giant tool once he goes. <laughs> wow. Wow. Ouch, mate. You were. Ouch. You did. So I had a full college experience. It was That's a very such an full, excuse. It was a very full college experience. I managed to make a lot of new friends, make a, do a lot of new experiences, meet lots of new people, go to lots of new places, and on top of all of that, I uh, learned part of one major, switched to another major, learned a lot about that major. Um, I found out all about how SUNY schools have the uh, have a great policy of whenever you retake a class. It erases the previous grade, so that's pretty awesome. Uh-huh. Something <laughs> that everybody was a, should know because, you know, you want to take the same class multiple times. Right, exactly. So the idea is if you don't, you know, show up to college for an entire semester, then you go back the next semester and do the same classes over again the next time. The, the time where you didn't show up to class, it doesn't matter anymore. I Except remember. for when you get to the end and get the bill. Yeah, I remember vividly one day you coming back to the dorm room with a brand new gaming laptop. And I go, Bryson, how did you afford that? And you go, man, I just used my student loans to pay it off. And I'm like, you know... That's not a for good record, idea, right? And you're like, I for, don't have to pay it for a couple of years. I'm fine. Hey, for the record, you're remembering vividly wrong. Nope. That's what you did. <laughs> because, because I bought the uh, Dell XPS that I had, which was $4,000. I bought that <laughs> in 2008 when we went to school. I bought it with my graduation uh, party money, right? That's what I did with that. Now, I didn't buy another laptop until 2011, which was my Alienware that I bought, and that was bought with student loan money. Oh, yes. That was right. It was in the- but So, it wasn't in the dorm room. It was in the library. The library. It was in the library. That's Where? right. Because you were- th- Wait, you were there that day. I was. Oh, that was a bad day. Yes, that was. I'm s- <laughs> but, again, there's a pattern here. We used to go to the library- and play World of Warcraft. <laughs> yes, we did. Oh, yeah, we did. Wow. It turns out that we're nerds, bud. Yeah, pretty much so, pal. <laughs> yeah, I witnessed the day Bryson wanted to kill a man. It was pretty great. Yeah, yeah. I almost got away with it, too, if it weren't for these meddling kids. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know about my whole college experience. I regret some things, mainly the major I chose, but at the end of the day, I really don't think anyone 
leaving the school system as a senior is ready for college in any fashion. At no, all. not at all. Like, I had no idea what I wanted to do, and I don't think anybody does, even after they've worked for years and years. Yeah, I still don't. Wow. He just wants to say hi. There's a new addition to the podcast, everyone. He never gets to say anything, so now he's adding his little... Rip, rip headphone users, rip. Well, I'll, I'll adjust the levels. He'll be just as loud as we are. You good over there, bud? You, you happy and proud of yourself? Hey, yeah? hey buddy, you're, you're ruining the podcast, buddy. He goes, no, I'm, I'm just adding to it. Buddy. Buddy. Hey, buddy. Can you. Hey. Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, do you think maybe, hey, you, you think you could, like, shh, buddy? <laughs> he did. He did it. He, yeah, he <laughs> heard. He definitely did. <laughs> he did a light bark. He was like, woo. He's like, woo. <laughs> he wants to be, uh, weary. That's all. Yeah, they, yeah, I'm pretty sure that he wants to eat weary. Well, see, he saw weary, got hungry, and then decided to eat eight chicken bones out of my car while I was talking to you today, so. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Like, just, just give me an honest answer. Uh-huh. What, why the f*** do you have chicken bones in your car, bud? So they opened a new place near my work that uh, is like, uh, it's called Food and Fuel. And uh, they say, hey, we have food, obviously. So but I'm no like, kidding, do you? I'll, I'll go on lunch and see what they got. They serve wings, but they're air fried wings. Oh, nice. I'm like, okay, I'll try it out. So they're convection oven wings. <laughs> Probably. So <laughs> Pretty I, much. I, uh, I tried them. They were really good, but I forgot to, because I was running late because they took so long, I forgot to take the box into work and throw it out. And then they were in the car when I picked up the dog and et cetera, et cetera. I forgot to take them out when I left them in the car while I was talking to you to pick up my stuff. And he ate eight chicken wings. Chicken wing bones. That's true. But um, So how's he doing? Aren't those like really bad for dogs? So I called the vet. <laughs> Your and, vet loves you. And they go, chicken wing bones, as long as he chews them up, which he did. Like he chonks on them. He doesn't just swallow them whole. Right. They go, those are actually fairly highly digestible, but feed him like bread and softened food with that's in water. Is it turkey bones that are worse? I don't know. I think the bigger the bone, the worse it is because they- Ah, so if you gave pieces. him like a half a chicken, yeah, that right. might be bad news. Yeah. But, they but you say, gotta think about it. I mean, dogs are just domesticated wolves at the end of the day. But the, I mean, they probably ate some bone. Well, the thing is that the problem with any kind of bone that's cooked- is how it affects the bone. So when I you see what you're saying. It, so it breaks down the marrow and stuff. Not and even that. It, the bone splinters when it's been cooked. If it's raw, it actually like degrades into like particles when it's being eaten. Interesting. I've never like you know seen the difference between digesting and eating and digesting bones. So yeah, yeah like I give him bones that he can chew on that are actual bones and he chews on them and they almost like not a powder but that sense um but if you buy actual bones for your dog and they're chewing them and shards are coming off they're no good no bueno yeah my dog doesn't chew bones yeah 
But yeah, so I think that was a fairly successful episode of the podcast, though. It's not over yet. Why not? Because I said so. We're still talking. Why? What do you got to say? Nothing. That's what. Yeah, you're actually right. I got nothing left. I'm all done. I'm all tapped out. I'm all. I'm all. Pa- I'm all padcasted out, bud. Yeah, though, Pat. But um, yeah. So we now have a setup that allows us to hopefully more reliably, if needed, get podcasts out each week. So, dang tootin', this is going to be the week that we get back on track, folks. Yeah, so hopefully you guys will let us know through Messenger or through comments or whatever what you think of our new setup. Um, If you like it, if you don't like it, if you think it it really sucks and we're pretty terrible guys and we should definitely just cough in each other's faces and give each other coronavirus or Heineken virus or whatever type of virus, Mm -hmm. then uh, just let us know. Yeah. All right. Peace out. Later.